what is that? That <laughs> somebody for some reason on the internet because the because the internet is perfect took all the times that Owen Wilson says wow in a movie and strung them together consecutively, but each wow is in reverse. So, so the full clip's up close to a minute. I just gave you a little eight second you know preview so, to, to what the app. So that's available if you need it. Um. In backward. So what this gets to is, uh, as Joe and I have been advocating for a long time, there needs to they need to come up with a way for us to buy other people's spare time. Right. <laughs> I'd like to be able to purchase the spare time of somebody who decided I'm going to grab all the wows Owen Wilson says in the, over his movie career and string them together backwards. Wow. I would like to wow. buy the. Wow. I'd like to buy the couple hours it took wow. you to do that. Wow. Wow. I want to find that person and hurt them. I don't <laughs> I don't know why. I like your buying their time idea better, but okay, we got uh, Why backward? What's the matter with Cause you? Because it's spelled the same. Does it sound the same? Oh, we got a bunch boy. of great texts. That lady was awesome. You guys did a public service today. Good job, I would agree. Um uh, I'll skip that one. Um Somebody wanted to know, name the three companies. I forgot what the three companies are. I'm sure you could look that up, but I've got them for you here. Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion are the three companies that it will cover. Everybody's asking the question, does it hurt your credit rating to freeze your credit, which is what she... I'm assuming it doesn't. As a number of people pointed out, Clark Howard's been screaming about this for years. Clark Howard would not be advocating it if it hurt your credit, probably. Cut up your credit cards. It's six minutes after the hour. (laughs) That's Joe's Clark Howard impersonation. My dead-on, perfect Clark Howard impersonation. Very, very nice guy. So I got, oh, I love Clark. He's an incredibly uh, decent human being. Um, Judy is is looking into it for us at home. That's my wife. Um, She said it's going to cost us because we're not, quote, a victim. I personally think we are, but a police report or other appropriate document is required to waive the fees. So in the state of California, for instance... How much are the fees is the question. It is $10 for any activity. Placement, each lift, removal, replacement pins, and this applies to each credit union. I think she means credit agency. Um, so it'll cost $10 per agency to freeze, then $10 to unfreeze. Fine. Which is, it's not a lot of money, but if I was living on a really tight budget, I mean, that's 30 bucks right away. Um, you could go to your, your local car dealer, though. They will tell you how... You can ask them, look, can you tell me which agency you're going to use because I need to unfreeze it, and do you really need to check all three? Yeah. Well, I'd say it's $30 well spent. Yeah, I would too. I find it really annoying that they charge us, but it is what it is. You know, some people think the credit agencies are like the government or God or or something or like that. Or here to help. It's a, Right, exactly. No, it's, it's a, they're private businesses. That watch everybody and then tell banks and credit cards and whomever uh, how likely you are to pay your debts. It's a it's a service provided to money lenders. I'm doing and, that today. And you you owe them effing nothing except in terms of your own convenience and, and your your own life. You know, I mean, you, you manage it however you want. You can give them the finger and freeze it forever or, or whatever. I've probably been told this ten times, but <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to go with it today. It's clearly the thing smart people do is keep their credit frozen until you need it. That's clearly what smart people do. Then you just don't worry about that aspect of your identity being stolen. Right. There's plenty of other ways for them to steal your identity, but it ain't going to happen that way. Uh, this Hepe in the streets in San Diego got this text from San Francisco. Uh, is this is it good? Is one good? Line one is really good okay. and it's short and it's on the credit thing. Then we'll move on if you don't mind. Hey, Ryan, what's up? How are you? 
I'm doing great. Hey, great public service announcement. Uh, real quick, when you get when you freeze your credit, they will give you a pin. Make sure people do not lose that pin because if you do, the process of getting that pin restored takes anywhere from ten to fifteen days, and it's a major. Oh, no, that's that's what would happen to me. I go to buy a car, I unfreeze my credit. What's your pin? I have a pin. Oh, oh no, there's a pin. There's a plug in the boat. There's a <laughs> pin there's number a... <laughs> that I use at the ATM machine. I did that to make uh, picky people suicidal. Um, <laughs> so that's interesting. So yeah, jot that puppy oh, down. I hate it when yeah. I get hit with. I had that happen to me last. I was doing something on a uh, on the on computer and it asked me for a password. I swear to God, I've never heard of a password for that before, and right. it swears I have one. Well, Ryan, you know the only way to remember your pin, right? Is to always oh, use the same one, yep. which you should never do. Yep. Well, that's so. the only way it's going to work. So. All right. That's, uh, that's uh, more proof God hates us. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> We're designed to suffer. You see, you're born, you suffer, then you go away. Then they put you in the ground. Um, God, we got so much intermation this hour. Yes. And it's all good. Yes. So they're So they're hosing the hepatitis A off the streets in San Diego. Fantastic. And then making some sort of argument it's not because of the homeless, and a bunch of people jumped on that immediately. Uh, the story about the Hepe is completely contrary to our local news reports, which specifically stated the epidemic was caused and exasperated by drug use and considerable homeless population with them defecating and urinating in the streets, which is obviously true. You know, once somebody defecates in the street, <laughs> the fact that they urinated as well is really no. just trivia to me. It's icing I mean, on the cake. Well, so to speak, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh... oh, they, the they peed as well. Well, that's interesting. Uh, more information. So Steve Bannon. Uh, who used to work for Trump, uh, is now out, and he's the first 60 minutes of the season. On Sunday night, he's talking to Charlie Rose, and this is 90 seconds of Steve Bannon. Yep. I was going to say, before we actually play it, probably worth mentioning that he is portrayed by anyone to the left of, I don't know, Ted Cruz, as everything from Count Dracula to the Grand Wizard of the Clan to some criminal genius, he's 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 such a scary boogeyman. How about actually hearing him speak? Yeah. Oh, here we go. The Republican establishment is trying to nullify the 2016 election. That's a brutal fact we have to face. The Republican establishment. The Republican establishment wants to nullify the 2016 election. Trying to nullify the 2016 election. Oh. Absolutely. Who? I think I think Mitch McConnell to a degree, Paul Ryan. They do not want Donald Trump's populist, economic, nationalist agenda to be implemented. It's very obvious. It's obvious as it's obvious as it's obvious as night follows day. Give me a story that illustrates that. Well, Mitch McConnell, when we first met him, I mean, he was he was he, he said I think in one of the first meetings uh, in Trump Tower with the president as, as we're wrapping up, he basically says, "I don't want to hear any more of this drain the swamp talk." flat out. He goes, a guy up on Capitol Hill can't buy a Coke unless it's got to be reported. He says, I can't, I can't hire any smart people because everybody's all over them for reporting requirements and, and the pay, et cetera, and the scrutiny. You know, you got to back off that. The drain the swamp thing was, was Mitch McConnell was day one. Did not want to, did not want to go there, wanted us to back off. That's pretty interesting. You are attacking on many fronts people who you need to help you to get things done. They're not going to help you unless they're put on notice they're going to be held accountable if they do not support the President of the United States. Right now there's no accountability. They have totally, they do not support the President's program. It's an open secret on Capitol Hill. Everybody in the city knows it. And so therefore, now that you're out of the White House, you go into war with Absolutely. Them. That's interesting. But th 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 there, there is a 
like not just crazy Trump tweets uh, ricocheting back and forth. There, there's possibly a, a major political shift yet to come in the Trump administration where he gets a big chunk of Democrats and maybe some Republicans or maybe no Republicans. Has anybody ever served back-to-back terms running for the opposite party the second time? <laughs> I would I would not be in the least surprised. Well, first of all, he will be challenged by a Republican for the nomination, don't you think? At the very least, behind the scenes in a serious way. Um, that would be supported, I believe, by Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan. Mm-hmm. So you'd have the Speaker of the House. And the powers that be. And the... Uh, and the leader of the Senate, supporting a guy running against the president of their own party. Wouldn't surprise me in the least. Has that ever happened in history? No, I don't think so. And then you'd have... um, Reagan tried to get it in 1976. Get that going against Jerry Ford. But I could see Trump getting reelected with like a a, a strange coalition that once again is not the Republican Party. Right, right. And to what end? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't have the slightest idea. Uh, it would shake up D.C., though, and, you know, any shaking up is a good idea. Th- this is going to get slightly wonky, but I'm really interested by Mitch McConnell's argument uh, to get Trump to stop saying drain the swamp, et cetera, talking about the incredible reporting requirements and the rigorous, you know, background checks, blah, 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 of the people who actually work in the Senate and the staffers and stuff like that. And that is true as far as it goes. And and to me, the, pu- the punchline or the, the grand theme is that any effort— to make gigantic multi-trillion dollar government not be a, a giant scam is pathetically inadequate. So we've got some Senate staffer who's got to report every time he buys a stick of gum. And, and, and those guys, I believe, are to a large measure held to account honestly, not abusing their positions. I had a, a handful of friends who were FBI agents um, one guy uh, in an emergency swung by the school to pick up his kids. It was a legitimate medical emergency in his bureau car. Huge problem. See, that's ridiculous. Severely disciplined. That's not what ruined the country. Well, right. Meanwhile, and, you know, I don't know, maybe you've got some youngsters or people who don't, haven't paid much attention to, to politics who don't know this. The rest of you will probably roll your eyes and yawn. But meanwhile, you're distributing trillions of dollars through the federal government, deciding who gets that money. So the entirety of D.C. and the suburbs and, and you know, Wall Street and all that actually run D.C., the entirety of that is, is, is people becoming zillionaires, deciding who gets that money when and how. And, and the idea that, you know, and I'll grant Mitch McConnell, he has a point. His staffers aren't stealing anything. Now they're going to cross the street and become lobbyists and come back and lobby him successfully next year. Uh, but I don't know that he does have a point. He, he he's prob- I'm sure he's right that, uh, you know, I got staffers that can't buy a Coke without filling out a report. Or uh, or I can't hire people because it's just too pain in the ass to work in the government. I'm sure that's true. Right. But I don't think that's what Trump's talking about when he's talking about draining the swamp. Exactly. I'm, I'm not saying I agree with him. I'm saying he has a point. But that's that's just that's the best we've been able to do, and it's pathetic. There's only one to way rein to rein in the trillions of dollar colossus of the the federal government. There's only one way to do it, and everybody knows this, but it ain't going to happen. You make government as small as possible, and you give them as little money as possible. That's the only way you can have any control over it. Right. Every single thing in government ought to be sunsetted. Have a four or five year limit. Every single GD thing. The existence of the Marine Corps. Ought to be sunsetted every five years. Every it comes four up years. for a vote again. Who's for having the Marines? Everybody. Okay. Everybody. That's is. an easy one. It would never ever go away. 
you know, welfare for, for the blind and the, and the handicapped and the mentally ill would never, ever go away. Well, I'm talking to my lefty friends here. How about 10 different agencies that do the same thing for the blind? Exactly. That are redundant or the one agency checking back in the last 25 years hasn't done an effing thing for anybody. But they have a budget of $14.6 million. Every single thing ought to be sunsetted. If it's worth keeping, we'll keep it. If it's a redundancy or useless or whatever, we get rid of it. I just solved the nation's debt problem. Nobody in D.C. will have any interest in that. Why do you think that is? Come on. Come on! Come on! Are you paying attention? Hmm. What was the other good? Oh, so the story yesterday, the big story yesterday about how Facebook had all those... uh stories, fake stories floating around during the campaign. We now know it. Some of them are. Yep. And uh, plus the Hillary Blamathon continues. Though she's not blaming in her new book, she's slandering. God, what is with her psyche? What is she trying to accomplish? Stay tuned for all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West have announced they are expecting their third baby, and this time they're going to name the baby something normal. That's the name. Something Normal West. Hey, there you go. Um, hey, it's Trump's tweeting this morning. Oh, um, is he? I hate to steal Marshall's news, but this one uh, got my attention. Republicans, sorry, but I've been hearing about repeal and replace for seven years. Didn't happen! Exclamation point. That is his <laughs> argument for going with the Democrats. You guys campaigned on this. I campaigned on this, and then you didn't do anything. You know, that's shaking up D.C. I hate the policies. You know, I, I, I loathe Nancy Pelosi. Charles Schumer, I just think, is an ass clown. But I do What is, it, what is an the... ass clown? Would you hire that for your kid's birthday party? <laughs> you could, but I wouldn't. Not till their 18th party. Um, it's just sick enough. <laughs> but I do love the just doing something that strange mm-hmm. in D.C. You got to enjoy it. Um, I just, you know, unlike a lot of you, my soul isn't tied up in one political party or the other. Um, so, hey, just real quickly, I don't know, maybe I should talk about this later because we don't have a lot of time. Helping somebody I care with, care about a great deal um, deal with a very difficult personal issue. Um, yeah, maybe a little later because I got to be vague. Um has to do with a good person who did very bad things. How bad? And can they be trusted now? How bad? Uh, Well, not like mass murder or anything like that. Not mass murder. Right, just... uh, It was only one murder. No, no. It's just... I can understand why you have to be very good. Is the act cleaned up? Is this really a good person a really good person who screwed up? Or are they doing what really bad people do, which is make that precise argument? Yeah, I was really messed up when I did all those things. Can I now be in a position of trust with you? That's a tough one. I was watching Lock Up on MSNBC last weekend. My wife and I got sucked into that. You ever watch that? You flip by that, you're watching it. I'm sorry. Unless you're like, I don't know, some sort of, unless you're Mr. Spock. You get hooked by that show you're in. Forget it. it. And And if it's a marathon, (laughs) drink some coffee. You're up, staying up late. (laughs) And, uh, and you know, at first glance to me, it was just kind of like tawdry reality TV. But, I mean, there's some serious sociological interesting stuff to learn there about about our about our justice system, our penal system, and raising kids and everything like that. Fascinating. 
But every single one of them, every single one of them, even Mr. Spock is hooked. Every single person they talked to that was locked up in this case in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, it was somebody else's fault that it happened. And they're never going to. And, and then they would talk to some counselor and do the whole. I'll never do it again. I can't believe I did that. That's not me. That's not. And I thought you are. All this, that's just you, you've, you've done that act your whole life since you were five years old. You've been doing that act, haven't you? That. No, I'll never do that again. I'm disappointed in myself, too. And I'm, you know, one out of a thousand or a hundred or ten or whatever, I'm sure means it. But most of them, you know, they've been doing that act their whole lives. Right. Right. And you can just see it. <clears throat> and then, you know, just hypothetically. Watching their mug shots through the years. Have you seen how they do that on lockup? They'll show their first mug shot at like 15, then the one at 16, and then 18, and 20, now 23. And you just watch their faces change. All of them, by the way, every single one of them has a drug problem. Every single one of them. All right, thank you. So hypothetically, a person who may have had a drug problem, drug addiction makes you a monster. It makes you do things, in some cases, you would never do were you not on drugs. And oh, after you I get off drugs, I believe that. you would never do them again. I believe that. Fair enough. So, again, do you let someone like that, for instance, live in your place? When well, they have a history of very bad things happening. The, 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 the real clincher is whether or not they're you know d- done with the drugs or not. Which is a hard thing to determine. Well, right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm clean now. Or are you? You're not? Yeah, but I won't do those things. All right. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's a tough Just one. Just wrestling with it. That's a tough one. Uh, particularly if you happen to be a person w- with kindness and mercy in your soul, which is why there's an extra hot level in hell for peep for con artists and scumbags who play on those emotions. I personally know a lot of people, par- partially because of being an alcoholic and running various circles. I know a lot of people who have done some really bad stuff. I spent a lot of time in jail who are completely different people now and have been for a long time. So mm-hmm. it does happen. Right, right. But And, it, and you, the you last know. two people they victimized, they told, I'm a completely oh, sure. different person oh, now. Maybe the last, all of the people R- right, they victimized. Exactly. That's why it's so hard. It's gut-wrenching. Anyway, we're not talking about that. That's an interesting Even story. We've been talking about that. Yeah, I know, and I'm sorry. I hope I haven't revealed too much. I just it's it's so hard. Um. So uh, the the Russian backed fake ads on Facebook thing, which is very closely tied to fake uh, Twitter accounts uh, run by Russian intelligence agencies, activists, et cetera, et cetera. Um, is getting more and more coverage, although they're still just leaking out dribs and drabs of what the actual accounts were and what the messages were. Now, the New York Times is focusing heavily on anti-Hillary and anti-Democrat stuff because the New York Times is a liberal newspaper. Now, it could be that's the bulk of it, but according to Facebook, it was lots of stuff on just hot-button issues trying to whip up people's emotions. And I suspect rather strongly, as a guy who looks at the New York Times every day and multiple other news sites, that the New York Times is leaning fairly heavily toward the uh, the anti-Democrat, anti-Hillary stuff. But having said that... Well, as Marshall had in his news earlier, the Russians have been meddling in our elections this way since 2004. Yep, right. That wasn't about Donald Trump. It wasn't about Hillary. Um, there are a couple of things in the New York Times piece that are indisputably really, really interesting, though. They mentioned that in February last year at a conference in Moscow, a top cyber intelligence advisor to President Vlad Putin, it's one of his top cyber guys, 
This is at an open conference, you understand. Hinted that Russia was about to unleash a devastating information attack on the United States. Quote, we are living in 1948, said Andrei Krutzik, referring to the eve of the first Soviet atomic bomb test. Wow. I'm warning you, we're at the verge of having something in the information arena that will allow us to talk to the Americans as equals. Wow. We're living in 1948. That's yeah. a hell of a statement. Yeah. So they saw this that as that significant a thing. Right. And and then Vlad, and it may have been <laughs> Vlad Putin in June, and and Putin's a fascinating guy. I really, uh, I got to wait like ten years or so, but then I want to read the decisive uh, biography of him. There's some out right now, aren't they? Oh that yeah, are pretty good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, in June he was uh, being grilled on uh, NBC News about uh, uh, you know Russian intelligence services hackers and all. You may remember this. He said. Well, maybe free-spirited hackers uh, wake up in a good mood one day and spontaneously decide to contribute, quote, to the fight against those who say bad things about Russia. <laughs> I mean, that's, he's, he's trolling as he's trolling. He's, he's wise-assing to amuse himself, even as he admits to what's going on. Um, then he said, well, IP addresses can uh, be changed. They're probably not Russian. There's no proof. Um, and he, he certainly has a point. But then the other thing that we absolutely need to share with you is they have an example of one of the fake Facebook accounts. One Melvin Reddick of uh, somewhere or other in Indiana went to Central High School and in Indiana University of Pennsylvania, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, there he is with his little girl. Oh, my God, is she She got her face painted with a butterfly. And he has lots of really helpful links that explain to you how... Um, uh, the U.S. is committing war crimes, how Hillary Clinton is in league with George Soros and is unfit for office, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but this guy doesn't exist. And he and the little girl are some, he's got, oh, he's got the beard and the backward hat. He's just a regular guy. Happens to be a regular guy from Brazil whose picture they snatched up. You can figure that out with a Google search image. Um, and this guy doesn't exist. He's never existed. He's just a, uh, he's a, a Russian intelligence creation. And there were thousands of accounts like that. Yeah. He was super hot on getting people to read the WikiLeaks stuff, too. And yeah, yeah, thousands of, uh, of accounts. And, um, and the more, uh, and by the way, lots and lots of, of um, uh, the cyber security experts and all sorts of people are demanding that Facebook say, all right, what accounts and what did they say? What were the ads? Show us the links. What were they pitching? Why is this your secret, Mark? Mark Zuckerberg? Nobody uh, nobody really, I mean, some people are blaming you. you got to have better security. you got to find fake accounts, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, that would be good, I suppose. But I don't see any defense whatsoever for not releasing what these, uh, what these messages were. I also don't see any defense... From rushing doing this over and over again. How are you going to stop Russia from doing this? You just got to be aware of it. I mean, it's like when we get trolled now. You remember it's like the first you suck call when you're a young, wet behind the ears DJ. You know, it's like, oh, my God. My God, they told me I suck. I don't. Maybe I should get out of the business. Maybe, and then you know, eventually <laughs> you become aware that people number one shoot off their mouths, and a minute later they don't mean it, or they're just trolling you or whatever. Blah blah. blah. It's just. I'm hoping the American society becomes like that, and we see these these ads, these the clickbaits and all, and and they say, oh, that's that sort of crap. The kids are hip to it. Most are. Um, they see that and they say, oh, that's clickbait crap. 
Yeah, that could happen, but the stopping it, I don't see how you could possibly stop it. There's no way they can police the 2 billion users on Facebook and figure out which ones are real and which ones aren't. They need to use algorithms, whatever that is. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the end of the work week and the debt ceiling is a done deal. But we had more GOP pushback this time around. We'll get into that. Former Trump advisor Steve Bannon's 60 Minutes comments about DACA setting off a fight now with the Catholic Church. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Oh, Saints for service. All on the way. Good stuff. Oh, and I still got that relationship advice. From somebody who uh, went through 50 years of relationship expertise. Maybe we can hit a couple of them before the end of the hour? Maybe. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Two quick texts. The TV show was is called Lock Up. It's on MSNBC. They run it on the weekends. And I'm telling you, it's entertaining. They pick a, they pick a jail somewhere right. and they just interview people there and... It's something. But, um, oh, and then one other text, Joe, on your situation. They say, yes, it's okay to let O.J. stay at your house as soon as he gets out of jail. <laughs> That's good, because since Delaney went to school, we got the room. Nobody's in it. Got a high house payment. You thought, okay. or rental. All right, why not? And you can bring in all your football memorabilia, and I promise I won't take it from you, because I know how you get if somebody takes your memorabilia. <laughs> uh, quick note. We have at armstrongandgettyradio.com a link. Uh, we got to make sure the links are being reflected on all the station websites, right? Is that is that happening? Do we know? I Oh, God. Oh, boy. Anywho. One more problem to solve. Anyway, uh, freeze your credit. It's going to cost you $10 per bureau. I think it's a smart thing to do if you can afford the $30 to freeze your credit. 143 million Americans' uh, credit Ooh. information was exposed in a giant Equifax hack. We were talking about this earlier in the show. Seriously, um, this is huge. Somebody's got your info in all likelihood. Right. Freeze your credit. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the House has just approved a package of bills that ties emergency funding for hurricane relief with measures that would raise the debt ceiling and keep the government open for three months. The bill, which passed 316 to 90 was part of the deal struck between President Donald Trump and Democratic leaders. It's now going to the White House for the president's signature. The 90 lawmakers who opposed the bill were all Republicans who had just come out of a meeting with top administration officials urging them to support the package, and they did not. The Senate passed the legislation on Thursday. Now, is that Freedom Caucus people mostly? Doesn't, doesn't break it down that, that well, but the first time around, you remember, only three members of the House voted uh, right. against it. So anyway, it is a done deal. It is on its way to the White House for Trump's signature. New York's Cardinal Timothy Dolan firing back at Steve Bannon for comments about the Catholic Church's support for DACA. A former White House chief strategist telling CBS's 60 Minutes... The Catholic Church has been terrible about this. Okay, the, the bishops have been terrible about this. By the way, you know why? You know why? Because unable to really... To, 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 to come to grips with the problems in the church, they need illegal aliens. They need illegal aliens to fill the churches. That's, it's obvious on the face of it. That's what, that's what the entire Catholic bishops condemning. They have an economic interest. They have an economic interest in unlimited immigration, unlimited illegal immigration. Who's denying that? I, I will tell you this. They, uh, there is an undeniable benefit to the Catholic church from unfettered immigration. 
Um, Because almost all people from Mexico are Catholic. Right, right. Whether they are therefore acting in the way that Steve Bannon is alleging, I'll leave it up to y'all to decide, but the the benefit is unquestionable. Who's saying that's not the case? Did you quote somebody? Yeah, no. The the bishop of Jesus. Yeah, Cardinal Timothy Dolan. Mm -hmm. Cardinal. Dolan saying the comments are preposterous, insulting, and ridiculous. they're far from preposterous. I mean, they may be insulting. And they could even be yeah. wrong, but uh, I don't think they are, by the way. Uh, but, to, but to say that there's just no way that you're happy with illegal right. immigration because it fills the churches that were going empty. Come on. The Cardinal says supporting DACA and being kind to immigrants is not Catholic doctrine, but a biblical mandate. How about Bannon using the legal term, which is illegal alien? People are horrified by that, that you're not saying undocumented worker or, or whatever. But if you don't like the term illegal alien, you should... Write your congressman to change that, but neither party seems to want to, because that is the current term. One last quick note, Bill Cosby and his wife Camille can't keep up with their bills. According to The Blast, a copy of their California state tax lien in the amount of nearly $2 million was obtained by the website. The lien filed August 2nd, one day after the lead attorney in Cosby's retrial for sexual assault asked to be excused from defending him. So now there's a lien, a $2 million lien in California against the Cosbys. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. At least he's hurting somewhat. Right? Vengeance. That's your your idea, your plan. That's your mood. Some justice. Suffering. He's a serial rapist. Yes. I'd like some justice for him. Really? Allegedly. What do we have coming up? Some relationship Oh, yeah. Sure. Don't rape anybody. There's one. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Stay tuned for the Armstrong and Getty Show. So many people say Audi. When it's actually pronounced Audi. Say it with me. Audi. Very easy. BMW. In German, you say BMW. It stands for Bayerische Motorwerke. Yeah? Next. Mercedes-Benz. The name is pronounced Mercedes-Benz. I hear the name Porsche a lot. I will say this only once. In Germany, we say Porsche. Good. And don't get this wrong again. Boy, that's, don't anger the Germans. It's an angry German man. Are there any other kind? <laughs> Explaining how you pronounce German automobiles. All right. There's a new Mercedes. Yeah, that's his three He's looking at this new Mercedes reviewed in the but USA it's today. Volkswagen. It's Mercedes. Volks, Volkswagen. <laughs> and I'm supposed to say Benz? Benz. Benz. Mercedes Benz. Anyway, this Mercedes they reviewed in USA Today is uh, $171,000. Hit too much? Pretty sweet. It's probably stripped down, though. I'm going to make sure they got an AM radio in there so I can listen to our show. Um, <laughs> Don't, Stop <laughs> laughing, Sean. How's the AM reception on this Mercedes Benz? <laughs> Pardon. Excuse me, please. How, how is the AM reception in this motor car? <laughs> um... And I'm looking at the review, and it's USA Today. How many people reading USA Today are going to buy a $171,000 car? It's the stuff of dreams, Jack. Maybe that's it, because I'm reading about it, because it's kind of, you know, I'll see one on the street, and I'll think, good God, that guy drives a $171,000 car. It does say its presence is commanding. Yeah, that's okay. That's what I'm looking for. I'd like to be that one day. I want a commanding presence out of of my vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, it says the visibility is not very good, though. For $171,000, I want to be able to see around me, not back into things. I want to be able to see the future for $170,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you, yeah. Don't, you don't have to see around you, because the commanding presence makes everybody back up. 
be so nervous in a car like that. Yeah, yeah. Every time I parked, I think, oh, God, I'm going to get a $20,000 door ding. Um, so this guy read 50 years worth of relationship studies and came up with a bunch of information that he that he kind of uh, put together. Going back to 1950. Distilled it down to the, the key ones, huh? Mm-hmm. And he's got 17 strategies, and they're all long. Oh, boy. So maybe we ought to link this if you ever want to read it, but some of the stuff is pretty darn interesting. I think Give I'll us a for instance. Um, I li- I'll go with this because I thought it was the, the least common thing I've ever heard. A lot of this stuff is fairly common. You learning to forgive and, uh, you know, noticing your own faults, not just theirs. You know, stuff that you've heard a thousand times in Cosmopolitan. Yeah, but probably ought to be reminded of all the time. Oh, yeah. Not, but, not that it's bad advice, but... But their faults are really annoying. Mine are cute and add to my personality. It actually does say, though, forgiveness is good up to a point. There's a point where it's not great for your relationship because someone is taking advantage of you. If you're always forgiving them and they're not forgiving you. Right, sure. Good one. At what point does putting up with someone's humanity become uh, accepting abuse? It can erode your mental health, it says here. Well, right. You've got to decide where that line is. Here's something I'd never thought of before. What do individuals do to avoid breaking up? They belittle or ignore their alternatives. When people are in a relationship, they disc- that are you know are going to stay in that relationship. People that are good at it, they discount other possible romantic partners uh, by saying that guy is you know so ridiculous with how much he works out. Or what's, what, what's that guy compensating for in his hundred and seventy one thousand dollar car? So we, or or you ignore them completely. But you belittle or ignore your alternatives. I thought that was interesting. I'd never heard come across that one before. Yeah, Instead of admiring funny. everybody, you come, a, you, you see a hot chick all. But I actually do this. I see, I see hot women sometimes. And I think I guarantee you she's a pain in the ass. <laughs> I can just tell by looking at her. That would be an all day. Oh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> to pay for that, or how long it takes to get that ready. Oof. <laughs> and I, I think that's what I'm doing. I'm belittling right. my alternatives. How interesting. Huh. Or ignore completely. I don't, a good th- idea. I don't think I'd do that. Maybe I maybe should start. You, maybe you just ignore the alternatives. Yeah, I do no, that, but I don't I'm think single. I do that. that seems like a problem. <laughs> you, you do that and you're single. Yeah. That's I say funny. it out loud as I walk by. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta bet I'll you're, bet um... you're a pain in the ass. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, tell me again about how you're not religious but spiritual. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, you idolize your idealize. If there is a god, may he strike <laughs> you down right now. Nothing's happening. Okay. <laughs> While you're belittling and ignoring the alternatives, you idealize your partner in the relationship. People in successful relationships do this. Partners often choose to imagine their their half is hotter than they actually are, or more macho than they actually are. You just tend to do that if you're, you know, in a good relationship and going to make it last. Every every week when the pool guy comes over, I beat him up. So Judy, Judy doesn't, I'm really macho. And most successful couples like to maintain the illusion, real or not, that their connection is above average, that they have an above average good relationship. And that's good for you to do that. Well, yeah, yeah, it is. I think in a world of distractions, you have to work at... The goal of staying together. It's got to be a conscious effort. You don't just let it happen. That that would be crazy. You look at her and you think, God, can you imagine waiting for her to get ready to look like that? Oh. For instance. She'd be a long day. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.